Well, good morning, folks. Uh, good, uh, good morning from New York. Uh, Gene Panasanka here uh, with the latest episode of Straight and Unfiltered. Hopefully one of the channels that becomes more and more popular. I can't stress enough to my audience how much I do appreciate your viewership, your support, your, your likes, your subscriptions. So keep spreading the word. Let's keep growing this wonderful community. As you know, we invite some of the most talented, some of the most accomplished business people, entrepreneurs, executives, attorneys, CPAs, the people that really have a lot of advice to bring to the table, a lot of pearls of wisdom to share with you folks. So again, thank you so much for your support. We do have an incredible guest, uh, a brilliant uh, Tom Lavacchia, the CEO and the founder of two businesses, actually, The X Factor, The X Factor Media, and the, the, newest, uh, the newest one is the New Theory uh, uh, Media and uh, Publications. So they come in print, they come online in digital format. I've been fortunate and honored to, uh, to have known Tom for uh, almost four and a half years. Now yeah. time flies yep. so so yep. fast, so painfully fast, I would say. And uh, and uh, Tom had some. Uh, he has a roster of some of the most accomplished business people on his uh, on his channel in print uh, on New Theory publication. Gary Vaynerchuk is one of the probably biggest names that stands yep. out in yep. my memory. Uh, you know, ultra ultra successful guy, and he comes from the same. Uh, neck of the wood, I guess, as you do, right, Tom? Uh, Jersey, yes. around the uh, corner, actually. Around the corner, so lucky you again. Uh, uh, yeah. So again, wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, businesses, great publications, the businesses that brought a lot of value to uh, many corporate clients that I know of. Tom and I, before the lockdowns began, we used to spend yes. a lot of times, you yep. know, Yale Club, Cornell Club, all those wonderful yep. venues where the receptions would be taking place with some of the business. Uh, you know, people attending them for networking and sharing some expertise. So, Tom, welcome to the channel. Great to have you here. Wow, Gene, thank you. That's a, that's a great introduction, and uh, it's truly an honor to be here. And it, you know, it comes from the heart, Tom. I, I you know, I'm, I'm straight as an arrow, as they say, and, and sometimes it works against me or brutally against me, I should be saying, but the people who do appreciate my, my approach, my straightforwardness, uh, yes. I mean, it really makes it so much more meaningful for any kind of relationship. And I've been able yes. to build, you know, and uh, enforce those relationships that came back to me in spades. And what I'm saying, they came back to me, they came back to, to the community, you know, that I've been trying to develop uh, so yes. so carefully over time. So pleasure having you here, Tom. Uh, our audience would love to, uh, would love to hear about your background, how you got in the business. Uh, I know, but I would love you to share that you yeah. went through actually some evolutions, you know, in yeah. your many years first in the corporate world and then uh as an entrepreneur yep yeah so I, I, I was in corporate uh specifically pharmaceutical medical device for roughly 20 years and then i believe it or not i got fired <laughs> uh, i'm I open about that, it Tom, you, yeah, you were yeah. you were the institution i spoke i spoke with the people that was yeah. you know in the medical device you know pharmaceuticals I know the people that actually worked with you. And again, forget about my, my personal opinion, you know, it's as high as they come, you know, but the people spoke so highly of you. And, uh, and again, it was nice to hear that my own opinion is so right on the money that you were literally a legend in the industry, not only who accomplished a lot, but you trained actually countless number of people yeah. in the field. So yeah. Uh, well, thank, 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 thank you for that. But, and the firing wasn't <laughs> as, as, as bad as it sounds. It was just, there was a merger and um, a lot that goes on with that. 
and then a new company comes in and generally when you're acquired company, you're let go. So it doesn't, it's not as bad and dramatic as, as you would think, but that really gave me an opportunity to really evaluate and say, what do I want to do? So I wrote a book called the X factor selling system. And I started off doing, you know, we did sales training and we did kind of some, some marketing for, for uh, plastic surgery practices, doctor's practices, and, and, and the training part is interesting enough, as you'll appreciate this, is, is I would sit down and say, listen, we're going to sit down with your patient care coordinator. We're going to sit down with your patient advocate, and I'm going to show them how to close maybe, close maybe one or two more cases a month. That's going to be an extra $150,000 a year. Our fee is $20,000 for that service a year, and you're going to make seven next on your money. And that just simply did not compute. I don't know if it's a messaging on my part or the doctors just did not have an appetite for it. But at the time, they found me from social media and they really liked what I was doing with social media at the time. So they would like, hey, can you do my social media for that same amount of money? And I'm like, OK, sure. So we started taking on social media right. accounts. Right. Um, and then we expanded to a full service digital marketing firm a few years later. It's interesting. So obviously, the industry, like pretty much everything else in the world, you know, especially in the U.S. corporate world, it has been going through you know, consolidation, uh, yes. you know, so a lot of acquisitions. And when it does happen, unfortunately, a lot of personnel gets axed. But it's uh, kind of, hey, you know, it's 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 a disaster, you know, in the mind of so many people. But in your yep. mind, it was an opportunity, you know, for the evolution, yes. for pivoting. Uh, that's the word that's getting used so extensively, you know, lately, yes. especially. Uh, and you decided to really pursue your dream uh, and and become a business owner, correct? Yes. And then um, and then, you know, then from there and and, and almost what last eight years, so years. Uh, God, it's going to be actually I'm sorry. Next year's going to be 10, um, which is scary. But um, on, on our own, on my own and uh, almost went out of business twice. Um just did not have the right people on the bus. I did not do a good job as, as a leader. Um, you know, when you come from corporate, you have an HR department and you have a payroll department and you have, you know, all these different departments. So when you're selling, you're selling unencumbered, right? But when you have to sell for your company, but you're dealing with an HR issue or you're dealing with uh, a payroll issue and all that kind of stuff. So like, you know, believe it or not, being in the corporate space and even having an MBA does not prepare you to be an entrepreneur in any way. And I learned the hard all. way, but you know, I got past the learning curve and you know, here we are still kicking. Well, you know, as far as the MBA look, I mean, God bless anyone who is getting educated. And, and in my yeah. book, again, everything, every day of my life, it's an education, yeah. not necessarily going for another master's degree in my yeah. life, but educating itself, you know, you're not yep. standing still, especially being in the U.S. marketplace, especially being in the New York metro marketplace like you and I yes. have been for forever, pretty much. I mean, the best talent from all over the world. I mean, you and I, we, we know countless number of people that came from all over, you know, being in Europe, yes. Latin America, Asia. The people that used to be ultra talented and, and very successful in, in their own places, but coming to New York, a lot of them, they just get crushed, you know, almost overnight. They get left on the dust, you know. And they just leave. They leave going back to the places where they came from. So yes. just staying alive, you know, forget about, you know, growing is an accomplishment by itself. And it's a great thing that you realize, God bless. Hey, you know, you got your MBA that obviously is a huge landmark in any professional life. Okay. But at the same time, you understand that that does not allow, that does not give you a ticket to really, you know, get in the door, let alone 
get successful. And you and I, unfortunately, Agreed. in our many, many, many years in business in different capacities, mm -hmm. myself as a financial advisor and wealth manager, yourself, obviously, in your capacities, we've seen countless number of people. They can have all the MBAs, they can have all the PhDs on the business cards uh, and all the diplomas, you know, uh, uh, on the walls of their offices, but at the same time, they just don't really have what it takes to be cut for entrepreneurship, for the business, yeah. you know, running, operating the business. So, you know, Agreed. failure is uh, attrition is obvious, but it's really being able to get back from your knees, getting back on your feet and keep going, you know, persistence, resiliency. That's what really separates uh, strong people from the rest of the pack. So you, you made it obviously, you survived not just the first you know, two, three years, which is normally yeah. kind of like a benchmark. If you can make it for the yep. first three years, your chances of staying alive, of staying in a business, you know, keep growing exponentially. But you've been doing this for over decades. So God bless yeah. you, kudos. And and obviously, uh, you know, what I'm seeing, I complimented you last time we spoke. Hey, you know, I, I can't believe the success that, uh, you know, your companies have been uh, growing at, you know, the level that you've been accomplishing, growing, uh, you know, your client base, you uh, so again, congratulations to you on that. Yeah, and, and, and it's interesting, and we'll talk a little bit about it today, but like the growth strategies um, have not been as easy as historical. So I'll give you a quick example. So obviously we have New Theory Podcast, which thank goodness is doing particularly well because of support of people like Eugene. So I acquired, uh, I acquired a magazine, New Jersey Digest, which has historically been out of Hoboken area, uh, Hudson County area for 10 years. And I bought in 2019 and literally, literally right before COVID, I literally closed on the deal three months before COVID and right away, March, April, respectful, you know, uh, partners, advertisers were just simply could not pay their bills or they were closed and pulled out. Revenue, yeah. Yeah. Revenue dried up. So now you still have the note with the bank. Um, you still have your payroll. And between like, you know, the acquisition and, and what I was investing in at that point was north of $150,000. So, so, so part of my strategy was, although I'm historically an organic guy, I'm like, you know what, let me buy a business. Let me buy a, a publication. And right off the bat, it, it almost closed down. So I have a great team, uh, Mike, Abby and Christine and myself, um, tangentially involved on the content side. And I'm, I'm the investor, if you will. And we're putting together a great platform in New Jersey um, for New Jersey readers, because you know what? Like what COVID showed us is there's a huge appetite for content. And candidly, the content's not great. It's very thin. It's not meaningful. So I put a great team together. I invested a whole bunch of money and we're doing some great things. And we're actually launching a, a new print uh, publication shortly, a new print edition shortly, that's going to be Jersey wide. So while a lot of companies are detracting, I'm doubling down and, and I'm doubling down on print because I think it's a, a an important medium. Um, God bless. Again, I, I applaud your accomplishments, but what you just told me reinforced my belief. Hey, you know, you're the real deal. You're the true businessman. You understand, hey, you know, no pain, no gain. Yep. I want to go and get stuff, the top get going. Yep. So you keep pushing when a lot of people are kind of like throwing the towel in. And you did mention that you closed on that acquisition deal, uh, which is very expensive, you know, obviously yeah. by any stretch, you know, especially for the, you know, for the business. With a baby, uh, on, with a baby on the way. So a beautiful baby girl now, seven months. Uh, Adeline Gray, she's great. God, God, God bless. And I mean, she's beautiful. Again, yeah. I've seen her on one of your, yeah. uh, you know, episodes. So yeah. congratulations to you yeah. and your Thank wonderful you. family. Thank you. 
Absolutely, Tom. But uh, again, what we have been going through, your example, as painful as it is to yourself and myself as yeah. somebody which you know admires our friendship yeah. with you, but, it, but by any stretch, it is not an isolated incident. I mean, since the lockdowns began, yes. uh, you know, pre-COVID and COVID life, it's completely different dimensions. And being here in New York, we're the very first yep. place in the country to be shut down. Yep. And it's been nothing less than painful. Again, as a financial advisor, you know, some of my clients, they're private clients, a lot of them, they're small businesses. And I'm seeing those brilliant people struggling, you know, to keep the businesses alive. If they're lucky yep. to still be alive, you're seeing entities that used to own, yep. you know, four or five restaurants. And now they're down to just one in a matter of yes. literally like 10, 10 months. And they're yep. crying, saying, Gene, this is like the second, the third generation business. My, my, my mom and pop, you know, they put, you know, the blood, sweat and tears. My grandparents, they founded yep. this place and now I have to shut down like 90% of operations yep. and lay the people off. And, and, and how can I feed my family and, and meet the debt obligations? As you said, hey, you know, nobody gives you the money for nothing, you know, so you, you're right. obviously on the hook with the bank. But yep. it's really, you know, extremely, extremely challenging environment. You're fortunate because in your line of business, you don't have to deal. You're not a brick and stone, brick and mortar, uh, you know, type of business. But at the same time, many of your clients are brick are, and mortar are. type of businesses. Yeah. If they're gone all together, if they file for bankruptcy or they've been destroyed as, as a result of riots, you know, and you know, looting and yes. what have you, that you know, wonderful place like New York City. Uh, you know, had to go through under the current, uh, you know, guidance and administration, it, it, it just impacts your business of your existing clients, but more importantly, yes. it limits dramatically the exposure to any potential pool of, you know, customers and clients that you may retain. But when, well, again, there is, yeah, there so, is no so, funding. I mean, they, yeah. as much as they love and they would love to, to utilize your advice and expertise, they just can't yeah. retain you because there is not enough cash flow. Well, so... So interesting enough is, uh, you know, you mentioned correctly, New Jersey, New York, specifically New York and then in Jersey was disproportionately hit when the first wave came and we, we got absolutely crushed. Um, I've lost some family members, rest in peace, a few family members. I had, I had a family member who's hospitalized. Luckily, luckily, luckily they are OK. Uh, but that that was a little scary. And, um, you know, it was a, it was a scary time. And, you know, you go through like your your was it Maslow needs? You're like, okay, great. Like, like, well now like my income's in trouble and now, you know, my roof over my head's in trouble. Am I going to have enough food? Um, it, it, fact. Well, yeah. And, and, and what was scary was I remember in March, I have two businesses too. I have the, the media side and I also know one unit UPS store in Summit, New Jersey. And my sister, Anthony does a great job at running it, but we need to pay UPS every week to keep the lights on. We have to ship through them. And basically Amex said, Hey, you know, your, your, your bill is just higher than normal. Right. And I'm like, yeah, because we're busy, you know, or, you know, with, right. with, with, with COVID people are, are shipping more because they're going to e-commerce like, right. well, we're a little, you know, uncomfortable with it. And, and you know what, we're going to, we need 20,000 for me to stay open. So, right. you know, and you know, this Amex has historically been business friendly. I used to call them up all the time. Like I can't right. pay my bill this week. No worries. Another month interest free. Don't worry about it. And Amex has gotten really funny and has not been as business friendly. So out of nowhere, they, they almost, it was even a margin call. Just we, it was owed maybe two weeks from now, but like, well, we need 20 grand from you. And then the other challenge is it's going to speak volumes of business owners. 
when you have two businesses, if you will, or if two entities or even two separate credit cards with two different things, they pull your credit card for both. Like they don't say, well, you know, your X factor is doing great. And, 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 you know, that bill's okay. No, you have to pay your UPS bill, 20,000, which you don't even have revenue against yet. Right. Then you're, we're going to shut down your other card, which you need to operate because that's over. And oh, by the way, we want 15 grand there. So I had to pay them all this money. It wiped out my cash position. I just bought a house, baby on the way. I was trying to sell my other house. So cash flow was tied up and I had no barn capacity. I, everything almost went out of business. My livelihood was almost done. So, so luckily, you know, PPP took a little longer than we needed it to. So that came, that administrator did a very good job with that program. Net, net, I thought uh, in the beginning, it was a little rough. But it, it turned out to be a good program. Um, on top of it, it was a scary time. And, you know, we got through it. And, you know, that's a, the other thing, too, real quick is, you know, you talk about, well, you know, how you handle uh, uh, adversity and all this other stuff. You know what? Like when it's an ice cream shop and they owe you $800 and they can't pay you for the advertisement because they're closed. And I could sell as good, if not better than anybody that you can't sell through. So this was like a unique situation that people got slammed and, 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 you know, not, not crying the blues because as a business owner, you know, we, we, you know, we, we have wins, we have losses is all part of the game, but this was stuff that we never had to deal with before. And, 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 you know, like, I don't, I don't even have words about how scary it was. And the other part is Gene, everybody has, um, their thoughts on on how they operate. Some people put people first, some people put product first, profit, process, what, whatever. And, that, and there's no wrong answer, just how you operate your business. And Four I, P's, I, right? People, process, pricing. Product yeah. And price, exactly. So, so for me, and, and almost painstakingly, I've always put people first. I'm proud to say we did not lay off one person. Um, we did operate at a loss for a few months. I decided to fund that. Um, I didn't pulse and say, Hey, come back and go. Um, some people would have made even made more money by staying home, uh, 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 from the compensation, but they weren't pushing that either. And, you know, hopefully that helps lead to some of the loyalty that we have for our company, because now we can go ahead and look our customers in the eye and, you know, and move forward, you know? Well, Tom, again, uh, I truly appreciate you sharing with me all the pain that you had to go through because again, the business pain that <laughs> translates that translates into into personal pain where you're saying, hey, you know, you just bought a new a new house, you know, you had a baby girl, you know. Yep. And, and just regular day-to-day responsibilities yep. that we all have to deal with. So again, we all have been going through so much pain. A lot of people they're not willing to share it. I, I do hope that our audience will appreciate as much as I do your sharing, your personal, uh, you know, uh, you know what you have been going through and the pain and the sufferings, literally. But also, even an absolutely, you know, outstanding citizen because small businesses. This is really the bulk, the core of this American economy. And, and if everybody was taking the same stance as you did, as responsible, hey, you know, I really care about my employees. I'm going to do the best I possibly can not to cut off anyone and to keep everybody on the payroll, regardless 
of the of the pain you know that I have to go through. And as you said, hey, you know, a few months you had to actually mm -hmm. dip into your own pockets, yes. you know, to keep the business going in anticipation of that uh, PPP, you know, funding. Yep. Uh, you know that that's amazing. As far as PPP, by the way, uh, congratulations to you because I know that many, many, many people that I'm very close with, you know, including but not limited to my clients, they applied for PPP and they've been declined because of multiple wow. considerations. Uh, wow. it, it's been extremely painful. It, it's a tragedy, really, when you look at you know what we're seeing, where you know hundreds of billions of dollars they go, uh, you know, overseas to support the countries that are not even friendly to, to, to the U.S. and hundreds yep. of billions of dollars are being wasted on some meaningless projects when the, 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 the economy needs to be supported, you know, yep. by, by that federal funding. It, it's just pretty incredible. But as far as, you know, going through the pain, that's really what makes us stronger. You know, there were so many examples, you know, countless examples that you and I are familiar with. Just recently, I was watching one of my you know, most admired business people, uh, John Paul DiGioria, you know, which oh, here is yeah. the same, the same Paul Italian. Mitchell. Yeah, Paul Mitchell, yeah, is the company. And then Patron, obviously, that super premium yes. tequila. Look, I mean, the guy that was homeless, not once, but twice. And that's yep. in his 30s. You're not talking about yeah, teenager yeah. that, that ran away from chicken, his yeah. mom. You know, he grew up with a single mom. Uh, and it's just amazing. So again, you, you just keep going and keep pushing yourself. And there is no plan B. Uh, so again, my kudos to you and, and I truly applaud it. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, so, and then, and then th th there's another thing I kind of want to add to where on the agency side, we've had, we had like, you know, we're boutique, we're not that big, but we have about seven clients. We're, we're a premium shop. So they pay us pretty well per, per, per the retainers, but you know, so, so, it was a big litmus test. So if you're business was doing well prior to COVID. Now, listen, there's exceptions. If you're in hospitality, um, specifically, you know, restaurant, hotel, gyms, there's certain, there's certain verticals that got absolutely crushed. And I, and I don't care, you know, how much you pivot, you were just closed. So like, there's can't, no like- You can't operate. You can't, you can't be Jack Welch. You know, they close your, your gym down. That's it, you know? So like, so I want to isolate that. And, and, and luckily we didn't have- a lot of exposure there. However, um, because of PB considerations, a lot of the elective surgeries were delayed and that did have, we did have a lot of exposure in that space. So, so I noticed just some accounts and clients that were doing well prior to, prior to COVID had the right attitude, did the right thing. And, and one of our accounts was just didn't touch a retainer, let us do our thing continued to pay us, didn't, didn't bitch. We were smart where we pulled a lot of the paid execution. So we saved them a whole bunch of money, but in general, he could have called us up and pulsed, could have paused and really handled it a lot differently, but his business was strong before he invested during the PPP period, probably because he was doing well before. And then after afterwards, just skyrocketed First, I had another account who was not doing so well, who like called us up, paused, like demolished the retainer, Right. which which hurt us a lot and they had to do it i don't blame them but it's right. not because just because of covid it's kind of how your business was 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 before so i i think it's a time and i know we're like uh, hopefully in the tail end of this but i think if you're a business owner or even an entrepreneur where you're a salesperson and maybe you don't have your own shingle but you're working for somebody else on variable income this is a great time to do an inventory on your business and isolate you know why it's weak if it's weak 
or if it's strong, why it's strong, and do kind of a SWOT analysis and say, hey, here's where I'm at right now. And then once you identify some of the problems and have a good, transparent conversation with yourself and your team, this is the time to do it because, uh, uh, you know, candidly, COVID was a unique situation that a lot of us couldn't control, but we could control how we handle it. And I'd probably say 80% of industries had some, some less exposure, um, you know, and, and, and I also believe that the relationship between the, the owner of the business or the purveyor of the business and the end customer, that's going to change as well with COVID. The dynamic's going to change and we have to change with it post COVID. It's so true, Tom. Uh, as you know, I, I've had my office in Manhattan for, for years yes. and decades. And if you ask me how many times I've used my beautiful office over the last year, three times, wow. three times. And as you can imagine, it's not the most inexpensive rent uh, in Midtown Manhattan, but I mean, it's right. just reality. When the city is shut down, I can be the bravest guy. I can defy any you know mask or whatever orders that, uh, again, but but the people that are scared, they're petrified. Never mind the fact that you know, between five to 600,000 people that left New York City over the last year, you know, since the yep. lockdown began. I mean, we're looking at some uh, companies from small mom and pop businesses that left the city to some of the billion dollar companies and they're moving south, you know, being in Florida or South Carolina or South Dakota, where they had no shutdowns at all, or they have very yeah. limited shutdowns in the businesses, they can still be operational and the people can, can serve their clients and customers and still make a living. It's yep. not the case in New York, but the reason I bring it up is really uh, many companies who have been fortunate to still stay in business, but they're out there in the middle of the ghost town. I mean, you're looking at Sheraton, Hilton, they shut yep. down. You're looking at a Times Square area, which yeah. is really the, the crossroads of the world, as we both know. Uh, but, but I mean, when there is no foot traffic, they cannot operate. So I think that what you bring to the table as far as your digital marketing yes. can be a critical solution how those companies can actually, you know, keep staying in business and hopefully replenishing their client base with new, uh, with new customers yes. who may not be local. They may not be traveling because again of lockdowns. A lot of people, quite frankly, they they outright petrified. I, I'm not going to go into politics, but we know yeah. that with countless number of criminals, you know, released from the prisons, you know, and homeless. I mean, it's just not a safe place to say the least. You know, as far as Manhattan. So I would love you to expand, uh, you know, as much as you can, if you will, uh, you know, on the strategies that you feel could be critically important and extremely helpful to those businesses, how they can actually enhance the, uh, the, the, the client traffic digitally, you know, if not physically. Absolutely. So, absolutely. So, so and, th and this is near and dear to my heart. I was going to do a separate like podcast on my side. I'm going to put this on our new theory channel as well. Thank, and Thank you. Once you get the content over. And um the relationship is going to change. I want to give specific examples. I'm not a top line, just strategy guy. I'm like a real deal Jersey entrepreneur, you know, I'm in my sweats and we get to work every day. So, so the relationship, no matter what vertical you're in, it's just going to change. And I want to give you a specific example, restaurants, right? And I'm seeing kind of the K recovery, some doing well and some not. And the ones that are not doing well could do better. And I'll get, if you have some restaurants here, I, I get it. Food costs are going up 33 to 40% of food costs. It's harder to get people to the door. They're closing the inside. They're closing the outside. I'm with you on all those fronts, right? But because, because we still need to consume food, right? We still need to um, um, 
eat, obviously, and people are still like shopping more. They're they're doing more groceries. They're cooking more. But people, there's fatigue on cooking, right? So so you look at DoorDash. You look at um, you know Uber Eats. Uber Eats on the the food side, the revenue clips a ride share for I think two quarters in a row. So if you're you're a dining restaurant and you're getting crushed, maybe look into creating a ghost kitchen out of your kitchen, right? You get a fully functional kitchen. You have a staff. What's easy to make? Wings, uh, maybe tacos, um, uh, small pizzas, pizzas, whatever. And you the get on the platform. Yeah, you get you get on the platforms. You maybe change your name a little bit or use your brand, and you get on the platforms. I know you get things for twenty five percent. I know you do. But number one, you could put a price a little higher on that because people don't really are as price sensitive. Number two, that's an acquisition cost for a new client. Remember, a new client costs you money. You don't get a new client just for no reason. So if, if it's Jeans Hot Dogs and you get ding for 25%, put in a coupon. I know there's different terms of services, but put in a coupon to call you directly and order directly. So now once you have that relationship, you may continue that relationship outside. It's yours directly without yeah, dealing with a yeah go between. So that 25% is a big, is a big, is a big knock. And it may, it may operate, you know, hit your operating margins, but that's where like, you got to look at the supply chain. You might have to go to your food vendors and say, listen, I know it's not easy, but like, can we source as good stuff for a little less? Is there better payment terms? Is there, where, where's your flexibility? Because like you can't get hit and then not go to the next person and be like, Hey, what can we do? So, and then maybe again, maybe just limit your menu to foods that are better margin that you know that you can make great. And that's just one example of maybe, you know, doing that. The second thing is if you don't want to do the platforms, there's like WordPress and Shopify, and there's like different platforms that for 500 bucks, a thousand bucks, you could order food through your website and you can set it for pickup. You can set it for delivery. And, you know, like that's another way to digitize quickly. And again, maybe you might not have the in in dining revenue that you have. It's still going to be something to keep your people afloat until you re-expand again. And it keeps your brand out there. So I just see like some old school kind of restaurants that are getting crushed because they're not really adopting. I mean, like, again, like maybe even you make no money. You break even on the DoorDashes and the Uber Eats. But it keeps your people employed. It keeps you in the game. You're able to pay your rent, you know. And and the other part is, I would have a list of people that that you that need to work with you and A and B. I saw this on a podcast the other day. The pound salt list. Glenn Stern's a billionaire called the pound salt list. And if you go down the row of people that you need some flexibility on payment terms, maybe lower their price, defer their price, abate their price, and you say, hey, I need a little help here. And yet there's tw- ten to twelve stakeholders. And then there's a pound salt list. You'll probably get one or two people that are like, screw you, pay me. But the majority are probably going to work with you. And then because they need the money too. They need the business too. If you go out of business that they want to keep you in business because you're, you're a client. So I would have a list of people. Hey, can you work with me? Or B, tell me to pound salt. And just hope the A is greater than B. And I think that will help as well on the back end along with getting your food and different product services on different channels because the dynamic of the relationship is going to change. The, the sit down in Gene's restaurant, shake his hand, look him in the eye, bring my fiance there once a week and just, you know, have a great dinner. It, it's, it's a year or two away, you know, so you got to survive somehow. I can't agree more with you, uh, Tom. And, and, you know, the fact that you brought up an example with the restaurants, 
we both know that they operate at extremely, extremely narrow profit margins. Yes. And I know the mentality of the people which are not the insiders, they're not familiar like yeah. yourself, like myself as a financial advisor, you know, which again has been able to look into the books of the clients and give them yep. uh, some meaningful input, uh, you know, and advice. But a lot of people will take a position, hey, you know, th this business is generating $5 million in revenue. So the guy, you know, the owner, he's a filthy, you know, uh, restaurateur, you know, and, and, you know, screw him. And, but they don't understand that a lot yeah. of those five, you know, seven, sometimes even $10 million restaurants, they operate at, at, at extremely narrow profit margins. Yep. They're trying to really make the payroll between the rent yep. and the insurance they have to pay, you know, just really trying to keep the business alive from months to months in even before, you know, before we have been hit with all the insanity uh, or the lockdowns. So really, you know, utilizing somebody like yourself where you can show them the ways of generating even as low as, you know, 10, 15% of an additional revenue that can make a difference between filing for bankruptcy, you know, shutting down mm -hmm. the whole business because they just cannot keep going. You know, you're cut down to the bone. There is no more fat left, you know, yep. and you just can't survive. So that 10, 15% business, as much as you don't like, offering those discounts, but you really have to suck it up as a business owner, you know, and, and make that critical decision. Hey, you know, yep. do I want to keep my business going in hope and praying yep. that three, six, 12 months from now, we're going to be able to get to some kind of normalcy. Correct. The, the normalcy is not going to come back overnight. We know when, when, when the people are screaming, Hey, you know, New York is not going anywhere. I'm like looking at them. Are, are you imbeciles? You know, I, I mean, it's, yeah. it's not something you can recreate overnight when the businesses are gone when the businesses left the place it's not something you can just recreate in a matter of a few days or a few weeks or a few months it's like a domino effect you know when you have a business yep. it, it's it's a chain reaction you know where so many people they, they depend on the business you know so you own the property so the property management the security people the cleaning people yep. when you shut down that business when you lose that building that all those jobs they're gone and a lot of people just uh, need to get better understanding to 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 know exactly what we can expect and how fast, you know, the recovery is going to be happening. It may take years, as far as I'm concerned. I, I agree. So so that was kind of the first part is define what the new relationship or the current relationship with your client looks like, and then work in a channel that's consistent with that. Whether you know, I know it's a little tricky. You hire maybe a delivery person. And I know there's some insurance considerations. You want to be above board and not just pay them cash or whatever. You know, maybe there's a service that just delivers and for a flat fee. And you say, hey, listen, I'm welcome. I'm happy to, to have you um, to, to ship to you or to send to you food, but it's $50 minimum. I don't know. But like, so, so I, I just feel like the, the relationship is going to change. It's digitally focused. If you're a little domicile in a small town, you know, maybe sell some of your stuff on, um, your website, set up a small e-com like for WooCommerce or something on WordPress. It's not that hard. It's not that expensive. Um, on top of it, maybe reach out to your clients and say, hey, you know what? Like we're struggling a little bit, but we're now selling online. You can get our great goods and services online. Would you would you purchase Facebook groups, local groups? And not that you have to beg, but it's okay to say, hey, you know what? We'd love for you to support us during this tough time because we've always been here to support you. And I know not all communities are created equal. Um, uh, some are really supportive and some are not. So, you know, hopefully you can see the appetite of your community to help. And then more importantly, just try to innovate, come up with maybe new products and ideas. Like you, for example, started a podcast. Now, obviously you're doing it to create great content, but you're Thank also you. going to build meaningful relationships with either the guests as well as 
people that come on the show uh, that watch the show or listen to the show and they might say, hey, Gene, you know what? I might need some financial advice. So so I'm not saying you're doing it for that reason. But what I'm saying, though, is it's good to just create like create content. You know, if you're a gym owner, maybe do like, you know, Zoom classes or something. I, I don't you know, I don't know. Just just keep it in front of the client. Keep relevant. Keep as much as you could there. You know, um, I'm not big on taking on debt, you know, but maybe you might have to hit a line of credit if you believe in your business, because the truth is your business was doing well before COVID and you got crushed. And, you know, you have an idea of how you're going to probably do after COVID, even in New York City, because I think when New York City is going to I think it's going to the pendulum going to swing really far into the bad zone, which it already has. But eventually it's going to swing back. There's going to be people saying, you know what, I can now rent the store for $1,300 a month when it used to be 3000 in New York City and such. So, you know, it's just really critical what you do now and make sure you capitalize, focus on your cash flow, focus on your margin, have a good advi- advisor like Gene to help you and, you know, and then work on executing your plan. That's a great pros of wisdom, Tom. Definitely, you know, it's really something that, again, separates strong individuals you know from the rest of the pack everybody can save whatever they choose to save, but it's really you know clenching your teeth literally and, and keeping going regardless of you know financial and whatever other obstacles that the businesses and the business owners specifically have to go yep. through you know as we're going through this pandemic uh, yep. or self-induced pandemic in uh, in the new york case i would say to a huge extent uh, uh, but uh, you, you gave some some absolutely great pieces of advice, uh, and I attribute it not just to your personal, uh, you know, experience, uh, but your absolutely incredible network, you know, some, some absolutely amazing connections that you're fortunate to have as your as your friends, as your clients, as your uh, networking uh, contacts. Uh, uh, you know, again, uh, you, you, your your publication, your theory, you know, your your channel on YouTube. I mean, they, they're great evidence of that where I've seen some incredible talents share their expertise. And really it allows people like myself and pretty much anyone who chooses to tune in uh, either to a video or audio version of your, of your uh, uh, episodes, of your channels uh, to really learn so much. You're really in a matter of, you know, 45 to, you know, 60 minutes, you can learn so much. And it Absolutely. saves you probably years and, and decades of, of, you know, going through the same experience, painful experience of going through the losses, financial burdens, like pretty much every business owner uh, had to go through a lot of them. They, they, they had to, you know, wrap, wrap up, you know, one business because it's not working. They had to come up with a new idea, but it's really having confidence, having persistence, having that vision that, hey, you know, I feel what I'm doing is the right thing. I can bring a lot of good things. You know, I can create jobs. I can bring great, you know, product to uh, to the marketplace, and that's how I'm going to get successful myself. So I think those are incredible, incredible examples that the people should uh, should follow. Uh, great. I, I know we are limited for you know as far as our time is concerned. Yeah. Any any final thoughts that you would like to share with the audience as far as the wrap up, you know, yeah. and, and give them inspiration and give them confidence. Hey, you know, there is the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, you know, uh, tough times don't last, tough people do. And, and you're one of the toughest people I can think of. You, you definitely oh, went through a lot of you. challenges and uh, overcame them through, again, your, your persistence, your, your vision, your passion, all of the above. So, yeah. Well, I, I would say, you know, in conclusion, I would say if you're, you know, a business owner, um, 
you know, again, just, you know, go to your vendors and just you know, say, Hey, you know what, if you're getting hit on the profit side and on the revenue side, try to not just chisel, but maybe then work with you on better, more favorable terms that will help you um, kind of get through, um, you know, that navigation. So short term, uh, number two, rethink the customer experience. It's got, it's digital focused. So do you need to sell stuff on your website? Do you need to have a pickup and pay mechanism? Um, should you go on certain platforms? Should you go on Amazon? You know, you need to rethink those relationships. And then by, by having a better financial structure, um, you know, you could have the margin to be able to get access to these new customers and still make a few bucks. So you have to rethink your business, you know, look at your team if, 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 um, and how they're acting and reacting. If they're not, you know, like they're negative and they're hemming and hawing and reevaluate those relationships. Maybe you don't need as much staff, though, and people centric, you don't, you don't want, you know, the, the wrong people on the bus. And then just lastly, um, I, you know, I would just say, uh, just, just, you know, lift your bootstraps, tighten your laces in the morning, just get up, you know, and just, and just, and just do it. Um, you know, so not, not that there's any profound advice and I'm not doing anything different or better than anybody, but I would say we have survived. And I think one of the things is we just stayed steady. And, and um, you know, if this goes like this for another year or two, we have a much different conversation next time next year. But if it does turn around a little quick, if the vaccinations do work, if we do reach herd immunity, things open up a little bit. Um, we're in the content game, so we're actually... Um, we're seeing a dichotomy where our content is getting consumed. Our website for New, New Jersey Digest called the Digest Online. We saw a 10x increase there. Um, the listenership for the podcast for New Theory Podcast, which is my show, has 10x. So I'm happy about that. But with revenue on the ad side has been low. So so it's just a matter of just keep plugging along and and uh, trying to find different ways to generate revenue. Absolutely great words, you know, keep, keep pushing, keep going and, and stay strong. Uh, Tom, I can't thank you enough for getting on the channel. I know you've been uh, very busy, you know, juggling so many balls between the businesses and the family and, and the baby, you know, so God bless you, stay strong. And to our viewers and listeners in the podcast platform, thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully, again, you enjoyed it. Hopefully you found it helpful and inspirational. And again, have faith and, and keep staying strong and best wishes to, to you all. And uh, hope to see you just in a few days, all right?